Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford, joined today by one of our digital contributors, Eric Matashevsky. Eric, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. It's great to be on with you. Can you give us a little bit uh, of your background, how long you've been contributing to Lynx? Because you've been writing with us before even I started here, and, and then what else you, you do elsewhere, outside of Yeah, that. for sure. I've uh, been lucky enough to have been writing for Lynx now for just over three years and also contribute as a uh, as a writer for uh, places like Forbes, uh, the Met Golfer up in the uh, the New York area. Uh, but my main responsibility is, is for uh, the National Golf Foundation, uh, editorial director there. I get to oversee a lot of our content. So that's a lot of reports that we do for the industry. We track participation. We track the number of golf courses that uh, exist everywhere in the world, both the United States and internationally. So we keep uh, the most comprehensive database of golf courses in the world. But we track everything, all the metrics, the health and vitality of the game, and um, intimately involved with all of our research, our reports, and our content as well. And you can check out the NGF on their website at ngf.org. Um, and also check out Eric's pieces with links on linksmagazine.com. Uh, so he is everywhere, quite literally. Uh, in terms of golf, Eric, the reason why I'm having you on today, and as you know, is we were both fortunate enough to escape the winter months for a week at least and make a trip to Hawaii. Not at the same time. We actually could have probably waved at each other from across a couple of the islands as our trips like intersected for a couple of days but i didn't catch you didn't pass you in the airport or anything but what were you there doing in hawaii well, well yeah i'm sorry i i did miss you but uh, it was a certainly a great time we'll have to make sure we we do it again and it's uh Maui's just a special place. I was lucky enough to go there just over a year ago, uh, just before they closed the plantation course at Kapalua down. Uh, they underwent a massive renovation. So when I went out uh, most recently, it was to go see the uh, the opened, the reopening, you know, the revision, the, the, the new uh, version of the plantation course, which is probably the best course in Maui. So yep. it was uh, it was exciting to see all the changes that had been implemented. Uh, it's a core Crenshaw design. It's their first course. It's the you know the one that really put them on the map. You know, so there's some uh, opposing views about what people think about the plantation course, um, but it's a special place. You know, it's it's a course that um, certainly the PGA Tour players don't get to to play that type of layout day in and day out. So it was a great opportunity to get there and and see what they've done with it. Yeah, and I, I should say I also played the plantation course in my trip. It was part of my itinerary. My version of the trip was more of like a be best of Maui tour. So I played, I think I clocked it at 118 holes in six days. I only played five of those days. So I uh, the scores got progressively higher, and I got progressively more tired as I went on, but um, uh, it was just the best. And, and the plantation course was the best of the best. I tell great. you what, that, that is a uh, trip right there. That is quantity and quality. You're not going to get much better when you get to get get out to Maui and play courses like that. Yeah, it was it was interesting because you know you think about Maui and and all the great golf that's there, like. <laughs> Right. And you want to play as much as you can, but a lot of people aren't going there to, to do that. They're there to absolutely do nothing. And I, I didn't find too much time to do that, but uh, luckily enough, I like a golf club in my hands, so uh, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I mean, that's one of the things about Maui. You know, it's not a dedicated golf getaway for the most part. There's so many things to do there. You know, you're going there for, for vacation or a uh, couple's getaway or something like that for the most part. But so many things to do. As you got to see, there's the resorts and the, the restaurants, the shopping and, uh, you know, almost endless amenities. And golf is a, is a wonderful uh, add-on to the trip. And it's not to be missed just because there's so many great golf courses on the island but let's face it there's so many other things to do whether you're whale watching or paddle boarding snorkeling hey i don't know if you took a, a helicopter tour but you know being able to do that in the uh, the islands that's special in itself totally and yeah i actually got the the chance to go to maui with my family over the summer 
2019, just around the time, like right in the middle of those renovations or whatever you, the word you want to use for plantation course are. So uh, we played Wailea Gold, my, my dad and my uh, brother-in-law and I, and just got to look at the plantation course. We went out and, and walked around the pro shop and checked it out, but unfortunately it was closed and we were kicking ourselves, you know, thinking, you know, when's the next time we're going to be in Maui, Hawaii? And then I'm there like five months later, unknowingly, but it's crazy how things work out sometimes. I'm curious to get your your thoughts about the plantation course itself. And, you know, just because it's unique and you know, anybody who's played golf in Hawaii, lucky enough to play out there, it's a it's certainly a tropical paradise. And the views that you're afforded from the plantation course, looking out at the Pacific Ocean, looking out at at Molokai and, and Lanai across the way, it's truly special but this is a course that is built on the side of a mountain <laughs> make no uh, no mistake about it it's it's on a former pineapple plantation but it is tough terrain yeah and that's just a side note a lot of people and myself included until i got there and maybe i'm just naive i didn't realize the uh the pineapple logo in the middle of the uh the butterfly yeah it's like oh yeah, of course. It's been there literally the entire time. But until you like know the history of it, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. That's one of the special logos in golf. And uh, you always like the ones that have that little hidden element. And uh, I know there's a lot of people I've encountered along the way. And, you know, I'm wearing my, my Kapalua hat around. And uh, it's nice to point out, even for people who have been there before and are noticing it for the first time. And yeah, I really enjoyed the round. It was, I don't know if it was the same for you, but it was cart path only because we were leading into that uh, century tournament of champions and three weeks um, after I was there. But it's, it's a bear of a course. And we, I think we're pretty fortunate with the wind when I played it that um, we didn't have to deal with that much. But I mean, you saw the guys playing in the tournament on a day or two out there where some of these shots are you have to get really creative because mother nature is just forcing you to yeah and i think that's really the point and when these guys when core and crenshaw first built that course you know it opened back in the early 90s that's really what they were going for you know this is you know you've got the wide fairways you've got the elevation changes you've got the the ravines out there and you know wildly undulating greens but part of the fun is they wanted this course to play uh fairly firm fairly fast they wanted it to to bounce you can use that that incredible terrain uh and be creative um you can use the contours to feed the ball close to the pins and that's really what they're going for i mean this course is not built for the pros we get to see them you know in prime time on tv every january it's fantastic theater but this is really built for the resort golfer this is built for you know the the average guy uh 51 weeks of the, out of the year so that was the big part of this re-imaging reimagining of the plantation course they wanted to bring back those characteristics and in doing so you're making it more challenging for the pro golfers you know the best golfers in the world who get out there um, in the winners winners only century you know they're going to have a more challenging time with the the new changes that have been made to the tournament while at the same time folks like you and I and golfers who are going out there for a trip you know they're going to benefit because you're you're able to get more roll and you're probably um, not going to be quite as precise with some of your shots and you're going to be happy with the way things turn out you know um, it's going to take some time to mature it wasn't quite up to where they expect it will be you know the 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 turf is still fairly new. It's still fairly soft. When I was out there, it was wet. We didn't have to deal with the winds that we got to see uh, in the tournament, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a work in progress. But it's really encouraging what what you're seeing so far. It's just a, a fantastic layout and just a scenic marvel. Yeah, and that was definitely a quick turnaround for them to get to the tournament and get that prepped and ready to go. People probably saw, you know, one of the more commonly or, or well discussed. Uh, changes was that bunker they added on five right in the middle of the landing area for the the tour pros and i thought that was great you know other other people may have a different idea but just add something just such a, a small thing to to throw a wrench in the middle of that hole but 
I liked it. I did too. You know, it, I think it adds a fun element that center line bunker. There's going to be a lot of traditionalists perhaps that don't like it, but on a hole like this, you've got a, a long, well, you've got a, a mid length par five and guys could step up there with this massively wide fairway and not really give any thought to it. Um, you could put the ball pretty much wherever, but the way it's set up now with that center line bunker in play for these guys off the tee, it encourages you to take a more aggressive line perhaps to the right, which you didn't have to before. And now all of a sudden, you're bringing that ravine in play. You're bringing the elements of what makes the plantation course so exciting. So I thought that was fantastic. You know, certainly that was a big topic of conversation uh, heading into the tournament and tournament week. But, you know, just to extend what you said before, this this course was completely overhauled. I mean, that from tee to green, it was completely regrassed. It was new irrigation system, new drainage, everything. So it was, you know, soup to nuts overhauled. And to do it in such a short period of time was really remarkable. You know, I spent some time talking to... Uh, to Mark Rolfing, Mr. Mr. Hawaii, when I was out there. And, you know, he talked about having a contingency plan in place. You know, they were looking at very seriously, you know, if this wasn't able to be completed, having the tournament shifted to the Bay Course, the, the second course that exists there at the Kapalua Resort. It's a it's an Arnold Palmer design. And it wouldn't quite it wouldn't be the same, but they needed to have something in place if this wasn't going to come to fruition. And if you've spent any time out in the Hawaiian Islands, you know that things just take a little bit longer. They do. I mean, it's it's the lifestyle, but it's also, you know, there, there's a reason that people talk about Hawaii time. You know, things just move a little bit slower, and especially when you have a major project, you have to bring people, you have to bring supplies, things like that, potentially from the mainland. It just makes it that much more difficult. So to see what this team did. Core and Crenshaw's team. And, you know, they were there obviously on and off throughout the project, but they had an incredible team behind them. Um, Guys who worked on the original opening of the course, you know, years, 30 years before they came back and they were the ones overseeing this project and they were able to make it happen with a lot of people involved, by the way. I think that's one of the things. You know, we look at the investment and renovations that are going on around the country right now. And that's the major form of investment is all these renovations. But when you have a property like this, it's really unique because you're answering to so many people in the process. You know, you've got the biggest course operator in the world in Troon. You've got the richest man in the world, richest man in Japan who owns the course. And he wants to have some input. You want the PGA Tour to have some input, obviously, because this is their product for the tournament. And then obviously Core and Crenshaw. So you've got a lot of different elements in play here. And to get all of that feedback in one place and have this done in such a relatively short period of time, nine months for the most part, it was really remarkable. It was, it was really neat to see it done and uh, the results certainly speak for themselves. Yeah, they sure do. And one more thought before we move on on that, just to speak to the scale of this place, but, but also the playability of it. I didn't really understand until I got maybe all the way to 17 where you get on the tee and it's like 500 plus yards. So like, okay, like decent par five here. Like, no, that's par four. And I hit driver seven iron over on like a 500 yard par four. And then you get to 18 and it's a 600 plus yard par five. And then you kind of understand like, right, we're, we're coming off the side of a mountain face here to a, a very dramatic finish. Um, that was just, it blew my mind. It's, but, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's really those two tee shots are some of the most dramatic you're going to find. And, um, you know, I think everybody that goes out there and plays at some point is probably going to have that picture of their tee shot there with the ocean in the distance, with with Molokai in the distance as a, as a screensaver or as a social um, as a profile picture. You know, it's just it's that dramatic. It's that much fun. And, you know, we had to certainly play the back tees even at 600 plus yards for the uh, for the 18th hole the one time just for the uh, just for the fun of it you know it's just it's incredible you have so much role getting off those tee shots as long as you hit the fairway and that's what uh, that's what Bill and Ben have done they've given you very very wide fairways to work with and that's uh, that's what it should be for a resort course like the plantation for sure 
All right, I know you had the opportunity to play some other courses while you were out there. How many how many rounds did you get in while you were there? Well, I island hopped a little bit, but on Maui, I played down at Wailea, which is about an hour and a half from Kapalua. But I played both of the courses that exist now at, at Kapalua. That's the plantation course and the bay. Yeah, so did I. Um, I played, I was scheduled to play 36 uh, and started plantation close to, it was like 920, something something along those lines. So I got done with that and I had a two-ish PMT time on the bay course, scooted down the hill, didn't even get anything to eat until the little breezeway house after, I guess that's three, between three and four right there chicken salad sandwich it was that's one of my go-to orders is the chicken salad sandwich like anywhere i go this is one of the best i've ever had wow yeah i think you probably uh you have a chance to redeem yourself here but you may have missed the boat if you didn't get a spam masubi when you were there um working your way around the golf course if you're in hawaii that is one of the most underrated golf treats anywhere that is an absolute must Okay, can you explain what that is? <laughs> well, it's it's the I don't perfect, know what you just said. <laughs> it is the perfect perfect portable food. Ask any golfer if you if you've been to Hawaii, you're missing out if you don't experience this. It's a, it's a perfect combination of rice, the salty spam wrapped in uh, kind of a, the the fish wrap and it's it's perfect. So good. Okay. Yeah, I missed that totally. I, I I would have gotten that if someone had told me that at the the halfway or the breezeway house, but said the chicken salad's good and that just speaks to me to my soul, so I had to get that. Like I said, was scheduled for thirty six, and knew how good sixteen and seventeen were supposed to be when you get down to the actual bay there. Um, so I was determined to do that. By the time I got to seventeen. You couldn't really see anything. It's one of those things like you uh, you hear you're watching a, a PGA Tour event and they say, you know, it's actually a lot darker than you can. And it seems on camera. It's like that's right. Something like that. I envisioned in my head, but I, oh, I was able to par 17 in the near darkness, but couldn't justify playing 18. And, and 17 is one of those holes that is just iconic when it comes to if you're looking at, at golf in Hawaii, the, the 17th hole at the Bay Course, which used to be uh, I, I think it used to be the sixth or seventh. They, they flipped the they redid the routing a number of years ago. Um, but it is just a fantastic hole down the down the stretch. The only hole in Maui that plays over the ocean. You're you're clearing this cove and playing to a green that's on a bluff overlooking the ocean. It's it's a tremendous shot. It's it's just a, a visual stunner of, of a course. I'm sorry I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to really fully appreciate that hole because that's one that's not to be missed. Well, it was like a a fading fast type of thing where yeah. it was. It was pretty, uh, it was actually, you know, kind of beautiful watching the sun set there and, and dusk and almost and almost being shut out by the light. You know, you just want to shake, wish you could shake Arnold Palmer's hand after playing a course like that. Well, it's, it's really a special one. And, you know, they've got a tremendous mix up at Kapaloa. They've got the two courses. There actually used to be three back in the day, you know, in the, mm-hmm. in the early days. Uh, there was a third one called The Village, but they uh, they closed that down and have obviously expanded the resort a little bit. But the two offerings that they have there are a wonderful complement to one another. You know, the, the Bay course is, is something that I think will probably appeal to a little bit wider range of golfers, but obviously the plantation is the one that you get to see on TV. It's bigger, it's bolder, um, it's going to be more challenging. But at the same time, the Bay Course can sneak up and get you. Uh, th- there's plenty of challenge out there as well, but it's a, it's remarkably fun. It's closer to the water. You're going to be able to to see perhaps the uh, the wet the whale spouts out there uh, during whale migration season, and it's. It's just a wonderful location. You can't be beat. Yeah. Right time of year. We were probably there right at the beginning. Did you see any whales out in the distance while you were there? We did. Yeah, we did get to see a few spouts here and there. Didn't get to see any breaches. But, um, you know, when the wind starts to whip and you see all the white caps on the uh, on the ocean out there, 
you'll be you'll be glancing out there and thinking that you see them. So you, yeah, you see a lot of a, a lot of things that you think are probably or might be a whale spout, but really aren't. But every once in a while, you will catch them during whale season. That's ex- that's exactly where they go. Yeah, and so I should say we were there in December, and that's generally right when the whales are starting to come in. Go about an hour, what southeast on Maui and you'll get to Wailea. That's right. And so you played, you said the Emerald you played while you were there. Did you play all 18? Yeah, I played the 18 at, uh, at Wailea golf club. And, th- and that's a, that's another great area as well. There's a number of different, uh, different golf courses, three different golf courses, the Emerald, the gold and the blue at Wailea. And they're all quite a bit different, which is, which is unique. Um, I played the Emerald this time, and this is a a Robert Trent Jones design, and it gives you that authentic Hawaiian feel. You've got a lot of lava rock in between holes, but at the same time, it is lush as can be. A ton of this uh, tropical foliage, you know, that that serves as that great complement to the lava. Very picturesque, very playable, and it's just a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, that was my first experience playing the Emerald, and so the way I did it, I had basically the whole day until I had to make sure that I made the 4.30 tour at Maui Brewing Company down the road in Kihei. It's crucial. So I had that on my agenda and wasn't going to miss out on that. So I, I did 9.9 nine, nine, and 9, and I played all three front nines of, of the three courses in the same day. I played gold before, and gold is generally considered the more challenging of, of yes. all, or the most of all three, and that I don't, that may even stick out as my favorite in Maui, even over the plantation course. I I just enjoyed the heck out of it, and and maybe it's a, a personal thing, and and having that connection playing with my my father, and uh, but I I just think it was really. St- really smartly done and still you got lava rock everywhere and and really really nice vistas Um, but like you're talking about the emerald course is gorgeous and that's what i kind of consider to be with the length and and the views and, and everything that encompasses that course that's the ideal resort golf course in my mind well i think and i like what your approach was playing you got a little taste of all three courses by playing the the nines and they are they are different but that's what you should have when you have a kind of a resort offering like this you have courses of all levels and you know extension of of what you said with the gold and this is another Trent Jones Jr. design, you know, this is a course that that hosted the uh, the skins game for the Champions Tour for yep. several years back in the early 2000s. And, you know, I think what you had mentioned was it, it does have a more strategic design. Um, it, it definitely takes advantage of the, the natural terrain and things like that. But there's a lot of risk reward opportunities. You get a chance to use almost every club in the bag out there on the gold. And it's a lot of fun. It's it's a strategic, it's a very much a kind of a thinking player's course. You're going to be thinking your way around. You're going to appreciate the sights, the sounds, the smells. That's part of being in Hawaii. But yeah, it's just a, it's a wonderful group of courses there in Wailea, not to be missed. There's so many resorts, there's so many restaurants, so many things to do down in that part of the island and to have three great courses like that only adds to the, uh, the charm. Yeah. And then, and blue is really great in its own right too. I thought I'd, I'd really enjoyed that. Um, it's the one that is kind of in the middle of, of town in Wailea and, and winds through homes and shops right there. But it's also the first thing that was built in Wailea when it just used to be a beach path to a, a local beach surf spot. Then they built this golf course uh, and everything else kind of rises from there. But it was a really fun, more relaxed, I think, course than the other two. But I would play that any day of the week. Yeah, I've, I've missed out on the blue, unfortunately. All the times I've been fortunate enough to get out to Maui, and it's, it is legitimately one of my favorite places in the country. It may be my, my top destination. Uh, still haven't had a chance to play the blue, but that's why I, I save it. You know, there's always the chance for next time. So the other rounds I played while I was out there, going back to the beginning of my trip, I was in Kanapali. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Lahaina and Kanapali area is a really great spot for families. That's where, that's where we stayed 
um, when I went with my family in that Lahaina area. And those two golf courses, again, are um, both really good. Uh, you got a, let's see, I know one of them is a Trent Jones. Yeah, the Royal course. Yeah, is the Royal course is a Trent Jones. Yeah, yeah. and that one kind of goes up and, and around, goes down to the beach um, by the resort up the foothills of the West Maui mountains and back down again. Um, the Kai course is the other one. That's the one that has the foot golf course on it. So you can kick around a soccer ball if you want to. Some people playing in front of me were playing barefoot, you know, t-shirts. It's just, it's just a cool, like, yeah, we're in Maui right now. Like, let's just lay low and play a really good golf course in paradise. And yeah. I just, the vibe of that one, sat well with me because I didn't want them all to be, you know, prim and uptight and, you know, playing any other golf course. So I wanted, I wanted Hawaii and that's kind of what it was. Well, that's kind of fun. You get that true Hawaii vibe and it's, you're right. It is a special place. Anybody who's gotten a chance to go down to that kind of poly beach area, you know, obviously it's well known for that beach. They've got that three mile stretch of, uh, incredible beach, a host of resorts, you know, a lot of things to do down there, a lot of things to do and see. Um, but there's also a couple of really great golf courses and uh, the Royal course there, the, the Trent Jones junior design or Trent Jones senior design, excuse me. That mm-hmm. was um, that hosted a couple of, of stops. There's a LPGA tournament, a senior tour event at one point. People may seen that the shell uh, wonderful world of golf was out there at one point. And um, it's just a, it's a wonderful piece of property. It's it's right down there off the highway and right near town. And it's a heck of a lot of fun. And the big break was that there years ago, they had a season, a Kanapali season, I think 2008, maybe of the That's big break. Right. And I so actually talked to their director of golf, which is also part of this podcast that we're putting together. So I uh, hope people enjoy that conversation I had with uh, Sue T. And shout out to him. Uh, the, the only other course I played was now going from the beginning of the trip to the end of the trip. Uh, I played a course called Dunes at Maui Lani which is a Robin Nelson course that's about 15 minutes from the airport. And I picked it on purpose because I wanted to play. I was flying out at like 9 p.m. on my last day. So I wanted to pick a course that was nearby, give people an option. If they if they have one more day to spare and um, don't know what to do, then this is a pretty great golf course. Kind of, you know, a hidden gem almost. Uh, I played with a couple of locals that called it the hardest course on Maui, believe it or not, uh, from the tips. But that's just because you're right at the base of the mountains there near Kahului. And you get these pockets of wind where I lost my hat more than once. And it's it's not easy. It, but it's a quirky little, you know, fun design that I think is is off the beaten path, but is worth considering if you're there. Yeah, I think that's one of the most immensely rewarding things about playing golf in the islands is there's such a diversity. You know, you can play courses that you see a lot of these dramatic photos of holes that are sitting on the ocean side, right on the cliffs or something like that. But there's a lot of terrific inland courses that kind of play up against the mountains that are seemingly weaving their way through the jungle. You know, I see. I know there's a number of courses that that build themselves having this uh, almost Jurassic Park type of feel. And, right, yeah. you know, it's it's really fun because there's that elevation change. There's the incredible views, even when you're inland, kind of up on the, because you're playing up on the side of a hill or up on the side of the mountain, you see the water in the distance, you see the other islands and the mountains in the distance. And it's really a, a special opportunity. And listen, there's so many great things to do when you go to the islands. Um, and it's a matter of making sure your trip is long enough. You know, you want to get out yeah. there for, for at least a week because there's so many things you're going to want to do you know sunset to sundown and but golf is a a very much an element of it that's a great point if you're planning a trip to maui don't sell yourself short like definitely give yourself enough time because yes you are going to want to spend time relaxing and doing absolutely nothing but there's so much to do to name a few things you said jurassic park and you mentioned a helicopter tour earlier i did do a helicopter tour which was insane 
uh, but in the best way. And and our route took us actually over. You see the opening scenes of the original Jurassic Park movie where they have the helicopter flying in. We basically flew that same route. It was just a surreal experience. And then flew over the, the highest um, seaside cliffs in the world. Not something you do every day, I would no, say. Certainly not. And that's, that's part of the fun. There's just... There's so much to do, whether you're going to the luau, whether you're going shopping, whether you're yep. going to restaurants, but there's so many things to do outside the water, uh, going to a waterfall, you know, finding those waterfalls and, and searching the maps and doing zip lines and trail rides, maybe taking a surf lesson. I remember a couple of years ago when I went out to Maui, I did the sunrise bike tour. So you go up to, to Haleakala, the volcano there at uh, on Maui, and you watch the sunrise come up through the clouds, over the mountain, it's freezing up there. I mean, you are bundled up and cold as can be. And then you just start taking that bike ride all the way down the mountain, shedding layers as you go. It was an incredible experience to just kind of watch, to start your day that way. And then it only gets better from there. Yeah, I guess that's a thing maybe people don't know either. There is snow on Hawaii. Um, When you go all the way to the mountains, you can get some snow. Yeah, it depends which uh, certainly depends which islands you're on, and you can find it um, up there near the mountaintops. I remember going to the Big Island at one point when I was considerably younger and having some snowball fights up there. Uh, you know, it was <laughs> up near near the observatory. It was a lot of it was very cool. Not what sure. you expect when you go to Hawaii is having a snowball fight dressed up dressed in your shorts and t-shirt. Right. I'm sure you went back home and like told friends like, yeah, it was great. I had a snowball fight. And, like, shut up. Like, no way. <laughs> Get out of here. Confused a few people. Yeah. So among the other, you know, activities I did while I was there, did the zip lining, uh, Skyline Eco Adventures. I would recommend them any day. Uh, that's in Kanapali. Spent some time snorkeling, you know, at Kapalua Bay. Um, took a ukulele, ukulele lesson. Excuse me. Sorry. I, I mispronounced that at first. It's ukulele. Not ukulele, another common misconception. And let's see, did the tropical plantation tour on the last day, which is really cool. Got got to see some pineapple fields, sugar cane, learn how to husk a coconut. Let's see, mention so the you, helicopter tour. Yeah. So you, you didn't do it. I didn't. I'm not hearing a luau. I'm not hearing. Oh, yes. Coffee, a coffee plantation, and I'm certainly not hearing the spam masubi, which that just means you have to go back again because you missed out on that, and that is absolutely crucial on the golf course. But no spam, unfortunately. No coffee plantation, but coffee shop certainly. Island Vintage Coffee is like my favorite place. Uh, breakfast place maybe in the world um, the acai bowls from there, there are go. to die for and I did do the old Lahaina Luau the first night which is again a, a return uh, visit from when I was with my, my family there which is just that's so cool it's so impressive I thought the show that they put on especially the guy who tells the entire story of like the, the Hawaiian culture and the people of the islands and how they got there from you know, he just knows it on the top of his head, but he's also playing the singing and playing an instrument the entire time. Um, just, just really, a really fun experience. Um, good Mai Tais, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I made sure when I was out there, that was one of the things I did. Uh, just about every different place is make sure you sample the local Mai Tai because you, you certainly can't go wrong. And, you know, if you're going to Maui, um, there's so many things to see and do on whatever side of the island you're on. But I'd be remiss if I also didn't mention the advent, the adventure that is the road to Hana. And it is a, a long and winding trek, but it's it's incredible. You know, you're you're going to be stopping at some spots along the way and, you know, some some great little uh, fruit stands and finding out of the way waterfalls and little tiny sleepy towns before you get to the the town of Hana on the on the far side. And beyond that, the seven seven sacred pools. It's not a trip for the faint of heart. Um, you're going to be following this very long, very windy road that if you're not driving, chances are you can get very sick. But I was lucky enough to go out there on a recent trip with my oldest daughter who 
actually is named Hannah because of uh, because of that. And uh, this was her first time making the trip, and it was it was an incredible opportunity to do that with her, to share that experience with her. You know, the whole thinking was she was our first child. And, you know, that's a, that's a it's a tough thing for any first time parent, but we kind of equated it to that ride that we had done years and years earlier. You know, it's going to be a long winding trek, but if you kind of stop and take take your time, there's so many things to appreciate along the way. So uh, to kind of share that with her in between all the other incredible things to do in Maui was a real blast. Yeah, that's special. That's really cool. Uh, and, and you actually did, I'll plug this, you did a story for us um, about your experience playing in the Kapalua Pro-Am um, and having your daughter there originally to be your personal photographer. Uh, <laughs> well, she, she didn't She didn't realize that when she came <laughs> out. She thought she was going to be spending a lot more time near the pool or, or by the beach. And then all of a sudden I'm dragging her up to the side of this course built on a mountain to, to follow me around and take some action shots of me uh, playing <laughs> in this, this Pro-Am. So, but she was a trooper and had an incredible time. And, you know, I had a, a fantastic pro-am partner. Uh, I was lucky enough to be paired with, with Matt Kuchar. And, um, you know, he kind of recognized early on that, well, hey, hey, here's a, a 16-year-old girl forced to walk along, a, you know, on, on this very inhospitable uh, walking course. And uh, he asked her to hop in the cart with him a good bit of the time. And his caddy hopped on the back, his caddy, John. And, uh you know, she had a wonderful time hanging out with him and it was just a great experience all around and, and not to be missed. It was so much fun. That's cool. That's on linksmagazine.com. If anyone wants to, to read about Eric's experience there, um, quickly, I just want to, you know, my trip wouldn't have been possible without the Maui visitors bureau. They put together my entire itinerary, um, set me up in the best places to stay. The Kanapali beach hotel was there for two nights and that's uh, known as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. Uh, that was a very cool experience right there on Kanapali Beach. Transition from there to the Montage Kapalua Bay, which is unbelievable and may, I mean, potentially the nicest place I've ever stayed in my life. And then went from that to the, the Fairmont Kealani there in Wailea, which is the perfect location. Every room, they all have their own lanai, little overlook towards the beach. You just can't beat it, and you feel like you've been pampered the entire time you're at any of these places. It was just the best experience, and I just wanted to thank uh, Leanne Pletcher and everyone at Maui Visitors Bureau for helping put that together for us. I mean, we could sit here and talk for hours about how great Maui is and, and all the things you can do, but I think we've done a good amount cover. We probably went double the amount of time I think we allotted for it initially uh, for the conversation but you, once you start talking about it you just it's hard to stop and I, I know you agree with me but yeah it's it's been enjoyable to to relive some of the the experiences with you Eric yeah it's been a remarkable time I appreciate it I can't wait to get back I'm already looking forward to the next possible possible trip no kidding man no kidding I'd go back any day of the week all right. Well, cool. That that wraps it up for, for me and you. Eric, thanks again. Where can people follow you on social media and see all your stuff? Well, I'm pretty active on uh, on Instagram. A lot of photos from my golf travels at uh, E. Matashevsky, just like it sounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, you can handle the spelling there. We're not going to give it to you. <laughs> That's right. And I'll, I'm on Twitter as well. And um, I like to share my golf adventures, as, uh, as I know a lot of us do. Great, man. Look forward to talking soon. Thank you. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford for Lynx. Uh, sitting here with my good friend of a very long time, maybe even 24 hours, director of golf at Kanapali Golf Club, Sudi Nitakorn. Thank you so much for having me on today. How's it going? It's going great, man. I really appreciate you uh, jumping on with me. And we had a fun time yesterday playing the Royal Course at Kanapali, where you are the director of golf. You said you've been in Hawaii 14 years now. Yeah, going on 14 years. It's yeah. been a long ride so far. So what brought you here? Why'd you end up at Kanapali? And, and 
why are you here 14 years later? Well, it started out uh, a while back, 16 years ago. We came out here for an internship and actually the same company that I worked for back then, I still work for today, was Billy Casper Golf. And, you know, I grew up in Ohio and that's where I turned pro and uh, uh, started at a small muni course over there. Um, what was the name of that one? It's, it was called Avon Field. Okay. A really cool course. A lot of history to it. Um, one of the older courses in Cincinnati. And just a, a ton of cool stories about, it's almost like Caddyshack, where, you know, guys are uh, constantly playing. And, uh, you know, you're, you basically to earn your rep there, you've got to, uh, you know, play against the, the other local pros and prove yourself. Um, so that's where I grew up as a golf professional. And it was kind of funny, um, you know, in the dead of winter in Cincinnati, Ohio, I had my boss come up to me and say, hey, um, we've got an internship open up in uh, Maui. Didn't know if you'd want to go check it out for a few months. I'm like, come on, you know. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to say no to that? You know, he, he, he knew what was going to happen. He was and he was really um, behind me all the way, just saying, hey, this is something that looks pretty good. Um, you can go out there and, uh, you know, just just give it give it a whirl and see what you think about Hawaii. They knew it was a big resort. They knew how, you know, it had a great name to it. And I'd learn a lot of things. I just didn't know how much I'd fall in love with it. Yeah, so uh, this was back in 2003, or actually 2004. And so I came out here for a year, I mean, I'm sorry, for four months. It was during the dead of the winter from end of November through March. So great time to come out and just uh, avoid those harsh winters in, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I came out here and it was, as you've seen, it's just a tremendously beautiful place where um, it's unmatched by a lot of places in the world. Just blue ocean, sights to be seen. Golf is awesome out here. Um, and so right away, I, I, I loved it. Cincinnati was still home. So I went back and Conopoly Golf Course offered me a full-time position. I actually turned it down the first time they 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 offered it. That's a long way to go. Very much so. Away from family, all that stuff. Yeah, people, you know, when you come out here, you see how beautiful it is and you're on vacation, so you're awed by it and you're thinking, man, I just want to live here. And even though people might think that and they're, they're, they're kind of going with their emotions, it's tough to, to live on an island sometimes. And, that, and that's why I kind of knew that. But ultimately, I, I came back after uh, another time of offering the job. I said, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to pass up something that could be pretty cool. And lo and behold, it, it was just like that. It was pretty cool. Uh, the first, within the first year, the first few months that I got here, we had the golf channel here. We did the big break. We did the, uh, Wendy skins championship or champions tour skins game. And that was talk about a kid from Ohio getting to meet Jack Nicholas. Uh, that's something to be said. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. That was in the locker room yesterday, looking at all the names and Jack Nicholas, Fred couples, uh, Bernard longer. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, if you're a fan of golf and you just hearing those names, you know, it just, it brings chills and to actually be in the same room with them, let alone get to shake their hands get, and, and listen to their stories of how they, played golf and what what goes through their mind when they play golf it that part i i learned so much just from listening right so we got the or i got the chance to play um both courses here could you tell me a little bit just about the background of the courses we talked about how well they complement each other um playing one side or the other but um, absolutely yeah it's it's yeah. pretty cool because we have a nice balance between the two courses the royal and the kai course and the kai course is a great way to start out your you know if you're just here on vacation it eases you into golf it's not too overpowering yet challenging enough to 
you know, to get you out there, you enjoy the beauty of the golf course, which once you start within the resort, uh, and then head up higher into the hills, it really opens your eyes because each hole, it seems like you get more elevated, more elevated. And the more elevated you get within the resort, the more you're seeing these views that open up of Kanapali, of Maui. In fact, when you get up high enough, you, you get these nice ocean views. And then in the background, you have different islands that you can look out to. You can see you know, the island of Nai'i, the island of Molokai, Molokai. And you know that part, it really starts to become special. Not to mention the golf is pretty cool too. Yeah, the golf is really good. I had several putts that I pretty much rolled off the green because I wasn't, if you're above the hole um, and putting down back towards the ocean, you know, good luck. Yeah, there's um, a couple of different things to tricks of the trade to learn out here. Being above the hole is tough and the grain is something that you, you know, the Hawaii grain is something that you really need to learn how to read. And you know, just ask one of our starters or one of our um, guys who play a lot, and they'll they'll give you the little tips of the trade. The vibe is really great out here. I mean, it's it's like a relaxing you know walk in the park. You're playing incredible golf, but you know there are plenty of people out there. I saw one guy playing barefoot, you know, that people yep. playing in casual clothes, like they just walked off the beach and onto the tee. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the direction that golf is headed where traditional golf is great. And it has a, a, a great part in the game. Uh, but as we try to encourage more players to come out, you know, that everybody uh, we're figuring out, People want to find ways to have more fun and be more relaxed. And what better way to do that than to kind of let loose a little bit, you know, untuck your shirt maybe. And uh, uh, like I said, uh, flip-flops or even, you know, bare feet out there. Uh, that's the thing. Everybody has their place here and we love for everybody just to enjoy. There's also a foot golf course if you like to kick it around too. Yeah, it's uh, it's another thing we pride ourselves on is this, you know, if golf is something that you play, that's great. We have um, two amazing golf courses, but some families want to find some less traditional ways or just different ways to spend time as a family. And foot golf is a great way to do that. Uh, the way I explain it is that golf, you know, you have to teach a golf swing, which for all of the golfers out there, you guys know that, uh, it, it, it takes a lot. Sometimes you think a lot, but you don't really have to talk too much and teach too much to teach somebody how to kick a ball. Mm -hmm. So it's as simple as kicking a soccer ball in a big hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. And they run right along the, the holes of, I think it's just the front nine, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, our foot golf courses fit within the first four holes of the Kai course. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit just in conversation yesterday about how each course here in Maui seems to be unique and have its, its own style, its own personality almost. Yeah. How have you seen that, uh, you've, you've had the opportunity to explore the Kapaluas and the Waileas and, and all around this island? Yeah. I would say, you know, to, to kind of start it out, I think there's the big three, you know, the Royal course here at Kanapali is one of them. It's kind of the original, the OG, as I like to call it, you know, it, it was the first master planned golf course, you know, resort that was designed in Hawaii, Robert Trent Jones senior. And so you get a nice mix of holes with wide fairways that don't really beat you up, but then challenging greens that bring you back to reality and show you what golf is all about. So our course, you know, is kind of nice and rolling hills and kind of gives you a, a good feel for really fun golf, but challenging at the same time. Then you go up to Kapalua where, man, it is, it just opens you up to a different scenery. It's where the PGA Tour plays and, you know, talk about our course has nice wide fairways. They have these big, humongous fairways, um, this, these ravines that are unimaginable. It's, it's, you have to be there just to see it. And these holes that just stare down other, you know, the island of Molokai and, you know, even other features like Honolulu Bay. So, you know, when you go to each of these different courses, they have these different landmarks that just set them apart from everything else. Kapalua, you know, you're going to notice a lot of cook pines that are out there. You know, even though the, the fairways aren't tree line like ours are, they, they, they're, they're still uh, very noticeable with the landscape out there. And then, you know, so from 
the Royal at Kanapali to the plantation course at Kapalua. You then go down to, I would recommend the Wailea course down there, the gold or the animal course. And those are kind of a mix between the Royal course and the uh, Kapalua plantation course. It's a uh, more of a resorty type feel down there. And the weather is always great, even though the weather's great everywhere in Maui. A little more um, sunny and, like I said, resort style where it's a Robert Trent Jones Jr. course. And all that means is that you've got fairways that are very um, playable, greens that are a little bit elevated, and, and the putting is a little easier to read, too. So it's it's a nice challenge, but it doesn't overwhelm you. Did you say the Royal Kanapali is also a Trent Jones Jr.? It's actually a Trent Jones Senior. Senior, yeah. yeah okay. So that it, that's like another cool distinction amongst the golf courses in in Maui. You know, you you can get the original Trent Jones Senior course, then just go. You don't have to drive very far to go down to Wailea and see what a junior course looks like, and just compare the two. If, you know, if, if you're a golf aficionado, it's kind of fun to see that difference. Yeah, it's a decent drive. It is, and and and. There are other things that you can build into your day if you, you're wanting to check out Hawaii or Maui. There are other beaches down there. And down in Wailea, you're going to see more lava rock, which is kind of a cool feature too. Right. And other things like, uh, you know, if you want to build in um, Haleakala into your day, which is the big mountain over there. So it's just, it's just cool because you're seeing different parts of Maui at these different courses. And each of these courses kind of know it. It's almost like they, they have their own personality. And when you go to each course, they're kind of puffing their chest and showing you what their side of the island looks like. And yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the golf courses as, a, as they're like people. Yeah. When there's a lot of pride involved, um, I think, in, in all of these places. And they want to promote, certainly, their roots and where they came from and, and things outside of just, just just the normal golf experience, which is really unique about this entire place. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you're fortunate enough to just stay on one side of the island, uh, even more fortunate to go stay on different parts, they all offer something different for you. What's next? Anything new coming down the pipe? I know you're thinking about a concert series coming up, you said. You know, one of the things about our resort at Kanapali here is that there's never a lack of things to do. We, um, we really take pride in our motto. It's where the world comes to play. And so, yeah, we're working on a concert series, a dream weekend, we're going to call it. We also have our version of Top Golf. It's, uh, it's called Drive, mm-hmm. and that's even open to the public. And you, what that's all about is that we have a, a nice intimate driving range and we really build it out into a pretty cool luxury experience where you have your lounge that you can have for your friends and family and uh, come out. And each time we feature a different Maui eatery or different uh, beverages. And when you combine that with hitting golf balls and different challenges that come with it, it will surprise you with some things. We each, each time we have a different theme and, uh, like to really change it up. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. I appreciate you again, taking the time to, to talk to us and, uh, anyone listening here next time they visit Maui and go to Kanapali golf resort, go in the pro shop and ask for Sudi. He'll, he'll just gonna blow you away or just what just a great guy he my, is. My, my office is in the corner just pop in and say hi you know really like to see people well he's got a pretty good game too so don't invite him out unless you uh unless you want him on your team for well, some skins you action. know i just got lucky the other day <laughs> but that's okay yeah, invite me to play you'll we can test it out we'll get him out of the office for yeah, once. that'd be nice all right well appreciate it again um and thanks for letting me uh enjoy kind Thank you. And we'll say, we'll leave it on the uh, Hawaiian note and say aloha. Aloha. Mahalo.